Hello, my loves. Welcome to Raw Empowerment. This is a journey that has been inspired by some incredible soul connections that have showed me the most positive forms of vulnerability and what it can do. It allows us to connect to one another and recognize that no one is ever, ever alone. Let us ignite this space to celebrate everything that makes us human in its rawest and truest form. Allow this to be a space to reflect, a space to grow, a space to heal, and most importantly, a space to love. Namaste. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to another heart-opening episode of Raw Empowerment, where today I'm joined by a truly eclectic and magnetic soul, Haley Wetzel. So without further ado, I'm going to shed the light over to her to give her a chance to tell you all a little bit about herself and, of course, what sets her soul on fire most. Hi, everybody. My name is Haley. Um, I'm 23, currently living over here in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I have a day job. I'm a healthcare recruiter, but in my spare time, um, you can find me doing yoga, playing guitar and singing, um, hanging out with all my homies and traveling and doing as much fun things as possible. Cause you know, I think life is meant to be lived in a fun way. I mean, we should all be having fun here, um, while we're on this beautiful planet. So I don't know what sets my soul on fire the most. Um, I'm a very passionate human being. Um, but I would say I really love to create. So, you know, I create myself. Um, I also have a podcast, so that's been a really fun outlet for me and, um, writing music and being outside as much as possible. Um, and really just creating things that make me happy and can make others happy as well. So, um, I do a little bit of everything, but I'm really happy to, um, you know, be part of this healing space with Carly today on this, um, platform she has. So, um, thanks to everybody who's listening and, um, I'm excited to roll into it. Such a blessed space to be able to share with you. Um, and just talk about a lot of things that we experience within this beautiful existence. Um, and of course, a lot of it coming with duality, with there being a lot of beauty and a lot of passion and a lot of excitement and a lot of things that, you, like you said, to like put your soul into and like have fun and enjoy this life. And there's also things that you got to do to get the work done, pay the bills. And sometimes that can create a really deep duality um, when you're not given a space yet to cultivate a profession or a lifestyle that can have all of those things in one. Um, and I feel like a lot of people in this life, whether it be in your 20s when you're trying to figure things out or later in life experience that one way, shape or form, um, which I find really beautiful for us to get a chance to chat about today. Um, so with that, you presented this topic to me. So I wanna shed the light over to you to kind of explain a little bit more about that duality you've been feeling because I know a lot of people can definitely relate to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, when Carly and I were first um, having conversations about what we were going to talk about on Raw Empowerment, um, it was a time and still kind of is a time where I've been going through this this weird duality in my life. And that duality, I kind of have summed it up into this um, kind of two worlds theory that I've had. So I think that, you know, when we're kids, everything 
looks like a fairy tale. You know, everything's good. We're all happy all the time. And as we grow, we start to have to pay our dues a little bit. You know, we've spent time in school since we were five years old and, you know, things get more stressful and more stressful. And then, um, you know, then there's that time where you have to find something to pay the bills. And that might, if you're one of those very lucky people, um, be a job you're absolutely in love with. And other times, you know, you have to pay your dues until you get there. So, um, to kind of give you a backstory, I was working, um, a nine to five that really, I mean, without being too negative, I did not like it at all. Um, and luckily there is a silver lining to that. Um, I have changed some things and found a new job that I enjoy. So that's great. Um, but during that time, I was struggling hardcore um, mentally, which was then making me struggle physically a little bit. So, you know, I wasn't able to, basically when I first started out in this position, um, it was not stressful at all. I was training. I didn't have to really do anything. Um, And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it was like a flip switched and there was all this responsibility being put on me. And I felt like I was losing myself. And I felt like I was starting to live the life that I feared all throughout college. Um, I had a wonderful college experience. I loved every second of it. Um, I met amazing people and all of a sudden, like all that fun stuff was just like, where did it go? Um, And I don't believe that that's how human beings are supposed to live. I really don't. That's just not something I subscribe to. But anyway, um, all of a sudden it's, it's amazing because you can be this person who has all these theories and does all these things. And, and suddenly you, it's very easy. What I learned is being someone who have, has always wanted to do something they're passionate about, always told myself, I will never let that happen to me. It did happen to me. I got sucked into a very corporate world and I was very unhappy. Um, and one of the themes that I noticed, um, is I would be, just a small example, like having a really stressful day at work and in the middle of winter, like I would drive home and notice on the freeway, I could see like a really pretty sunset. And another example I use is like, if you're walking through a city with a bunch of smog and it's not very beautiful and you just see a daisy kind of like, um, you know, coming through the cracks of a sidewalk, Mm -hmm. these little things to me are kind of the pull of the spiritual world, kind of trying to pull you back into what I think our human, you know, these are human vessels, but our souls are connected to that world. So I break it down into these two worlds. So we have this material world. um, That is something, unfortunately, like we do have to live in sometimes, but um, not all the time. And then there's this spiritual world. So this is like your passionate side. This is, um, you know, the things that your soul was meant to do. So anyway, um, I really did start to feel disconnected to that. So If anybody's in this situation right now, um, I just want to say the best thing to do is to make the time and create a morning and nightly ritual to get you back in the headspace because that's what I did. And I literally was sitting in my bed one night looking at photos from a time when I was really stoked on life. And I was like, what am I doing right now? And it was like, until I started incorporating that ritual again into my life, when my mind started to realize, okay, Haley, this is not it. Um, and then I, I just, I said, I can't do this anymore. And even in that time where I still had to work, obviously, um, I, I stuck to that ritual, but the biggest thing I did was I, I tried to make more time for my passions and that was the saving grace of it all. Thank you so much for sharing. Cause yeah. I feel 
everyone, whether they, you know, resent it deeply and don't want it to happen as much as possible. Everyone, I feel like at one point of their life, whether it's early on, right in your twenties or 50 years down the road, whatever it may be, hits this point where they kind of realize like, I don't like what I'm doing every day. And even if it's what it is to pay the bills, you can have a job that you're not necessarily passionate about, but you have to bring your passion to work every single day to find the whole day to be fulfilling. And Mm -hmm. if, you are doing that and it's the job still not working, then it's time to find a new job, you know? Yeah. Just in this moment in time that there's thousands of ways to make money. There's a lot of situations where people aren't that lucky in that sense. And I feel like there's a lot of ways that we can start to incorporate these things that fulfill us and give us passion just strictly in your daily routine. And that can make a huge difference, even if you're not really vibing with the work that you're doing to pay the bills. Absolutely. And I want to add to that one thing that I noticed a couple, just this word kind of like the work, doing the work um, and going to work. But what is the work? So that was a theme I started to notice as well. So when this was all happening, um, I started to realize what the real work was. So that was kind of where I like came up with this mantra that I would tell myself every day. And it was like, be patient and do the work, but the work wasn't going to work. The work was going home and like painting a picture for an hour to get my mind out of that corporate mind space. And the work was like going and like singing a song and dancing in my room. The work was like saying like effort to all the responsibility I had and going and spending time with someone I loved. So it's like, that is the work. And that's the work that we really can't let go of, especially in these times where we are like confused and we do not know why we're doing what we're doing at that very moment. And you're not alone. Anybody who's feeling that it's very common. I'm an extremely like passionate person. When I was like three years old, I told my parents, like I was going to be a singer and I was going to ride a motorcycle and wear a purple jumpsuit and dye my hair blonde. Um, that was my dream. So, you know, that's what I always lived up to doing. So I can see why I didn't really love the nine to five lifestyle, but (laughs) I'm waiting for all of that to accumulate and me to see one day, (laughs) (laughs) but to put it into perspective, I never wanted that. So (laughs) (laughs) that's the farthest from nine to five you could ever get, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, that's the work. Yeah, it is. And it's, and it's also good to acknowledge that sometimes that feels like work and it's okay that that feels like work. I've had days in the same situation as you. I just came out of a nine to five that was sucking my whole soul completely, like so much so that it drained my energy physically and mentally. So I didn't have enough energy to do anything but get out of bed and go home and go straight to bed. Exactly. It felt like the hardest thing in the world to wake up an hour early or even 30 minutes early just to do things I'm passionate about, like yoga. Yeah. After work, just sit and watch the sunset. That seemed like such a hard thing to do, even though I knew it was going to bring me fulfillment. And so it's important to acknowledge that it can sometimes feel like work in a negative context, but knowing deeply that it's going to always bring you fulfillment every single time. Mm -hmm. If you can find those things that do really set your soul on fire in those moments, start with something small every day 
and start adding it into a routine because it has to be like a genuine wellness routine that Mm -hmm. is a passion routine for your daily life to find fulfillment. Absolutely. And, and I can so second that feeling of just the energetic drain. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's really, it's something, it feels like something I've never felt before, but you know, it's, it's humbling in a way to realize that like a lot of people are going through this. And I think that's, you know, that's something I think as a generation, we do have the power to change one day is, you know, we don't need to sell our souls to corporate America anymore. Um, if you can find, you know, something, you know, obviously we have our people who are like, you know, doctors and lawyers and like, they're doing great work and they may love what they do, but you know, there has to be like some type of like work-life balance available to people, especially, especially young people, you know, we're in our twenties, we are not meant to, you know, be these like slaves and it's not, it's not fair to people. And unfortunately, like it is kind of sort of like a, like a game we're playing, Mm. you know, with these businesses and, and you kind of have to realize your worth, you know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. You don't have to settle for that for money. Exactly. And I feel that it's not fair to anyone at any age because it, that was something that I definitely felt when I was experiencing this deep, deep, deep discomfort with this job was that, oh my God, there are people that feel this every day for years and I can't even take it for three months. Yeah. I can't imagine. And I literally broke down and started crying one night because I just felt so awful for people who feel like they can't get a break from that. Yeah. It's completely unfair that that world exist because as so many people talk about obviously life is so much more than that it's finding that daisy in the concrete on the sidewalk that is a glimpse of the beauty that this life is and can be and people need to break free of that and i do genuinely feel like these topics of conversation these new entrepreneurs that are coming out these businesses even going remote shoot that's changing the game completely. Yeah. Things are changing where we now have a chance to start incorporating passion with work life, but also just finding passion in daily routine alone can change the game completely. Yeah, definitely. And, and just, I feel like the, this tug of these two worlds, you know, this material world is so it's just so easy it's in every single thing it's in the media it's in you know you go to a coffee shop you hear people talking about it it's everywhere and it's it's that mundane kind of like way to live and it's that you know I guess like one of the biggest kind of like eye-openers for me when I was working um this corporate position was realizing how much I started complaining about things that like I normally wouldn't complain about Mm -hmm. and that was a shift for me, but it's like, it's in the, what I'm getting at with that is like, it's in the verbiage of the words we use. So it's like, take a step back. If you are in that situation and you do, you know, have to go to this job, think about the words you're using, because I can say, you know, the more you verbalize it, especially in a workspace, like Mm -hmm. the more you're going to feel it. And that again, that's, there's always that force trying to pull people and pull people. And it's easy and normal to get sucked into it. But then that spiritual, 
you know, side of us or passionate for, you know, those who aren't, maybe don't want to look at it at a spirit in a spiritual like context, but that passionate side, your soul side, that's, that's the harder kind of, you know, work, like feelings to follow. It's that feeling of like, I want to go for this, but I don't know what people are going to think about it. Mm-hmm. Or I want to be successful in this, but it's really hard. Or, you know, there's so many people trying to do it. And I want to put my art out there, but I, I don't want to be rejected. Yeah. There's always kind of a, almost like your ego and um, something trying to block that like move that you make. But like, I just can't emphasize how important it is to listen to those those signs, those tiny little signs that are pulling you in that direction of your passion and who you're meant to be, because that's what we all need to do to make this shift so that, you know, our nine to fives can become healthy and, you know, create a good work-life balance and let people spend time with their families and let people go and travel. You know, I always, I always told myself, if I ever start a business, I'm going to make my employees do like a mandatory like wellness weekend or a retreat or whatever (laughs) they want to do. Like, I'm not going to put a, you have to go camping, you know, in the Pacific Northwest. Like it's, (laughs) what's your thing? Like go do it, take some pictures so we can all see it. And like, because people need to recharge that battery. They have to. They definitely do. And it, and it also can't just be once in a blue moon when you have paid time off. It can't exactly. It can't be that. It has to be every weekend, once a mm-hmm. week, every day. It has to start incorporating into daily life to genuinely allow for fulfillment in the present moment. Cause or else it's like we're always on this race to get somewhere, to get somewhere, to get somewhere. And then that's where you can end up with like just a lot of regret or feeling that you didn't get a chance to express a lot of your passions until later on in life. You kind of touched on this with the verbiage. And I, I kind of wanted to loop it back around to that for a second. This feeling of being stuck, whether you want to call it corporate America, the nine to five mundane material world, whatever, how it kind of has these residual effects on us after experiencing it for a large amount of time. So that being you expressing, complaining about certain things that you usually wouldn't. Um, We had also talked about feeling kind of like clouded or foggy in your mind Um, that can even extend further. And I know that I can definitely relate to like stemming into anxiety, stemming into depression, stemming into a lot of things that are kind of residual effects of this mundane trapped feeling. So with that, was there any moment where you kind of noticed that negative dialogue happening and were actually able to kind of flip the script a bit? I feel like it was a combination of things. So it was very, you know, when people outside of work asked me about work, I literally would just be like, I hate it. (laughs) And I realized like how really unhealthy that was and how much it was making it so much worse. Mm -hmm. And I felt bad, like, cause I would like go see my parents or something and they would be like, how was work today? And I would like get really angry at them, like really angry, like in my head, just thinking they somehow knew that that was the worst question to ever ask me. And like, I felt like residually I was taking it out on a lot of other people, including like some of my best friends. And like, that is another thing that it's like, it does as much as you don't want it to, like it does trickle into your personal life. And that's where you have to like, that's the last straw. Like 
and that's one of the things I told people when they were like, Oh, why'd you quit at said company? It's like, because I love my personal life. Like (laughs) (laughs) I love it and I don't want to lose it. And even like yoga classes, like the ones I was making it to were feeling mundane. And I was like, this is not, this is not okay. And bring it back to that brain fog. I think that was what really, really affected me is like, I felt like I couldn't remember things that like I really liked because my mindset was just in this negative um, space that it had never been in before. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for that elaboration. Yeah. I, think, I think it helps to understand even like a little more specifically what, cause I think people can just relate to it a little better in that essence, which is true. I mean, just like you said, how you can have this deep feeling of discomfort in a position and then it started to leak into your personal life. You can also have it do the opposite. Like we were talking about with a spiritual or a wellness or a passionate routine of starting somewhere small. So that being some morning routine, something that you're doing five minutes a day for yourself, for your own joy enjoyment. And then that starts leaking into your personal life that again starts leaking into your professional life. And like, that's how you find most fulfillment in 24 hours, even if you have some discomfort throughout the day. Yeah, definitely. And um, one thing I do also like, this is slightly off topic, but also just kind of like acknowledging that, you know, it's not always as easy as just quitting your job for a a lot of people. And I just want to like, you know, just recognize that before I go any further, because like lucky and lucky enough for me, I was in a position where I could quit my job, but I know that's not reality for everybody. So, you know, just want to recognize that and just offer as much insight as I can to like those who are in that position and like what I did, I guess, to kind of help me. But yeah. yeah. Thank you. Cause I, I feel that as well. I, I was lucky enough that I was able to quit and find a new job. That's like, similar to you, just a little more fulfilling for my energy at this moment in time. But I know that that's not the case for everybody. But that being said, that's why this wellness routine and just your own wellness curriculum is another fun way to put it where that's what's important to start establishing if anyone is feeling this way now. And I also want to shed the light to you and anything in your morning routine that you started um, that you can share with someone who might be experiencing this that could give them some ideas as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I kind of like want to stress, you know, when starting a morning routine, like please just do yourself a favor and like start with baby steps. Like don't, I have tried like in college and everything, trying to make this insane morning routine where I am like, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. I'm going to yep. go for a three mile run. Then I'm going to come back. I'm going to write in my journal. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to make this elaborate breakfast and do yeah. all of these things. Um, and then realizing like, oh my God, like no wonder why I can't do this. Um, sure. But start with baby steps. And honestly, it sounds silly. Start with literally drinking a glass of water when you wake up. I know it sounds ridiculous, but literally when you wake up, I'm telling you, drink a full glass of water. It, it kind of sucks at first because like when you wake up, you don't really want to drink water. Um, and try to do this for three to five days just to get yourself into a habit space. And then slowly, you know, once you feel like you're starting to do that without thinking about it, start to add things. Um, don't overwhelm yourself. And then for my morning routine, um, and I do want to 
you know, kind of emphasize also that it's really about what you want to work on. So for me right now, my morning routine, I'm trying to do at least five minutes of meditation and like a five minute exercise to kind of get your breathing into a space where you're like in the present moment and not focusing on like outside um, entities. So I wanted to work on that because I feel like I'm going back to those residual effects. I'm still feeling anxious, but I know that that's just because of like how I was feeling before. So I've been making like, my mind has been making these associations, like with my new job, the second I log on that all of a sudden there's going to be like all of these things. And then like, I get on with my team and it's so positive and calm and I'm like, okay, like it's fine. So that's why I started doing that. Um, for example, like maybe you want to work on, um, like getting your metabolism going in the morning. So you like really quick, like you make your breakfast. Maybe that's your morning routine. Most people skip breakfast. So it's like, that's just a small example I'm using, but I would just say start small. And if you want to incorporate your passion, so like say you play guitar or ukulele and you just want to take 10 minutes to get into that meditative space of playing a guitar, playing a ukulele, just give your mind something to do before work. That's not stressful, honestly, like make it peaceful and you can incorporate all those little other things. Like I like to light some incense before I do all this and, um, throw out my yoga mat just because like I associate peace with that. And it really is, you have to, you know, your heart has to be a little bit stronger than your mind here. You know, you can't, your mind is always kind of not always, but oftentimes going to be kind of like trying to psych you out before something's even happened. And it's like another tip I have is like your environment. So like, what are you, what does your environment look like when you wake up? Mm -hmm. Like I am, I like things to be like straightened out and clean. So like, if I don't straighten out my room before I go to bed, it's going to stress me out in the morning. And that could be like a just weird nitpicky Haley thing. But Mm -hmm. with the water, this is a perfect example, like with the drinking the water, put a glass of water by your bed before you go to bed and drink that in the morning. It'll be right there to remind you. For sure. So, and I also do do a nightly, I just started doing a nightly ritual as well. Okay. And it's very simple. Um, I used to watch a lot of TV before I went to bed. Yeah. And now I read before I go to bed and before I fall asleep, I try to take 10 deep breaths. Have you noticed that that's equated to deeper or at least more fulfilling sleep? Yeah. Oh my God. 100%. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I'm not looking at a screen necessarily. I'm looking at a book or sometimes I read on my computer, but still I'm not, you know, the, the media really, even if it's just Netflix, like it's still, you know, you have better dreams when you don't watch TV before you go to bed. (laughs) Very true. That's very true. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's wonderful. Honestly, I, the sensation is huge too, right? When you wake up because a big thing that I did a few months ago was actually switch the alarm sound to my alarm. I need to do that. Cause that was huge. I had heard about it in a podcast and it makes sense. If you are waking up to a loud alarm, you're already putting your body in fight or flight mode. You're already putting yeah. it the second you wake up in an anxious mindset of, Oh shit, I got to get up like immediately. So I already, that was like one of the first baby steps I even started doing a morning routine was switching my alarm sound to this morning meditation and it's loud enough it wakes me up but it is way calmer than a blaring alarm and it's still gonna (laughs) wake you up and that is huge for sure 
Is there anything else that you want to say to anyone who could be listening, experiencing something like this, or also just touching more on these um, kind of like bringing yourself into, into one true world within these two that we can sometimes find ourselves in? Yeah. Um, I guess the biggest point in all of this is the biggest thing that's going to bring you to your passionate spiritual soul's world, whatever you want to call it, is your passion. So everybody has that one thing that brings them into a flow state where they suddenly forget all outside sources exist. Do that thing and do it often. And and it's not even in just the sense of like, do what you're passionate about. Like literally doing what you're passionate about is going to make you more energized in all of your other spaces. And I say this because like, I, I know because I had to do that and I'm continuing to do it because it makes me happy. And if it makes me happy, like every, like we talked about earlier, everything kind of flows into everything else. Mm -hmm. So do that thing. And if it's a number, if it's a number of things, like for me, like I know if I'm having a rough week, if I spend time outside, if I sing or play guitar, if I do yoga, it could be a multitude of things. But if you have that one thing that puts you in a flow state, do that often because, you know, we talk about meditation, but meditation's not super easy for a lot of people at first. Um, but everybody, you know, getting in that flow state is in a sense a meditation in its own way. So that is like my biggest advice to anybody is like, I don't care like what it is you're passionate about, like do that thing um, and do it often because it's about being patient and doing the work. So that's one thing I was writing down constantly when I was going through this, you know, stressful time and it is what got me through it. And thank God, like it put me in a, a good space to continue doing that and move forward. So thank you so much, Haley wonderful way to wrap up this wonderful conversation that can really hit a lot of people in a very real and raw sense. And I'm very grateful that you felt inclined to open up vulnerably with me about this topic and get to talk about it. So thank you so, so much for being in this space. Thank you, everyone. Please go check out Haley on her podcast, High on Light, which is absolutely incredible. She's bringing spirituality to the real world and just one conversation at a time. So everyone go check it out. Thanks, Carly. Thanks, everybody.